Hello and welcome to another episode of the Scream Eagles podcast, the unofficial podcast of the Manly Seagulls and the March premieres, the Para Eels. I'm your host Ben and joining me as always is Billy Night Train Buttons. Thank you Ben, thank you audience. Congratulations, yeah, March premieres, yeah. undefeated. Well it was, it was fun was while it 31st? Was it 31st of March though? <laughs> no, it was, was the first wasn't it? Oh no, no, 31st. Yeah. No, oh. we weren't. That was the Tigers. The okay. Tigers took out the March premiere. Oh well, runners up. Premier. Yeah. Well done. Yeah, well, you know. So close. <laughs> so close yet so far. <laughs> um, against the Roosters, though. Yeah. Pre- premiers. Not... Brave effort, I think. Yeah, I, I, I mean, obviously under strength. Well, some win. <laughs> the, the Roosters were under strength, but, you know, they have been. For the last 10 years, well, apparently. They, yeah. They did have the hooker, although we lasted, yeah. what, 15 minutes or so. so. But uh, Manly have gone up the ladder again this week. Wow. Yep. So while some teams have peaked and now on their way down, yep. Manly just... It's like, uh, remember um, The Price is Right, where one of the games, it was that little goat, and you just go up the hill, uh. up the hill, up the hill throughout the game. That's us. We're just slowly climbing that ladder. We're just climbing that mountain. Okay. And hopefully we're not going to fall off the end if we say a toaster is $60 when it's only 40 <laughs> I do remember now. <laughs> I was thinking more of like at the Easter show. Oh, yeah. When you've got to fire the water pistol. Oh, uh, yes. Yep. All, yep. Ri- all rigged. I'll let you know those races. I don't spoil my childhood. Yeah. All rigged. <laughs> <laughs> Only because my dad knew someone who ran them and I used to always win. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, there you go. Um, yeah, so Des, the mad genius, getting it right once again. Super coach. Peaking at the right time. And you know what? I was thinking that like, because obviously, you know, regardless of what stories you tell, the main reason why we didn't podcast is because you were still upset from the loss. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> regardless right. Regardless of stories you might tell of being hungover from 40th or whatever. We all know that's just a smokescreen, a, well, ru- a ruse. Well, I, I was hungover because I was so upset. That I drunk myself into a stupor to numb the, <laughs> right, the, pain. the pain. So I was just thinking, you know, during the week, it's kind of like, see, once again, Des and Manly thinking of their fans. Yeah. So what they've done is they've started off the season on purpose with two losses <laughs> to, to, to ground the Manly fans, mm. right? Whereas Para, they've started you off with two wins and given you. I don't know. A little bit of false hope. I think cruel. Some would say quite cruel. I was thinking it's kind of like, you know, when you're in a bar and you go up to a girl and, you know, I've just gone straight up and I've gone, hi, can I buy you a drink? And she's gone, no, go away. And I've gone, oh, fair enough. And I've walked away. <laughs> That's it. I'm fine. I'm, I'm, I'm dealing with it. I've handled the rejection. But, you know, you've kind of gone up and said, oh, hi, I'm Billy Night Train Buttons. She's gone will you buy me a drink and you've gone yeah that'd be great you're sitting there she starts telling you stories about 
you know how she's got a lesbian flatmate and like to put on shows yeah. and join, have guys join them. Okay. And you're getting all excited. You're like, yeah. oh, I know where this is going. This is great. And she goes, Richard Brown. Yeah. And then she just goes, all right, well, I'm out of here. See you later. And she walks out and then you just left. <laughs> you're all excited and then <laughs> your yeah. hopes and dreams have been. Yeah. Well, it's not the first time. <laughs> well, that would be the first time I've been invited to a three way. Um, actually, reminds me of an interesting story when I was in San Francisco last year. Yeah. And I met one of our mutual friends who moved over there with his wife. And we decided to have a boys' night. So we went to this this night that looked like it was a bar. And we, we went to the baseball. We went to this bar. And it turned out that it was actually like a nightclub. So we kind of, you know, we, we got a little bit stitched up. Yeah. And we were drinking quite a lot. And we'd been drinking quite a lot at the game and my friend is as you know is prone to a little bit of the wacky tobacco which, which is, is all, can i just say legal. completely legal there. yeah completely not breaking legal. the law yeah absolutely fine i didn't have any because as soon I'm... as he comes back to australia he stops <laughs> yeah, <that's>... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um but i ended up going up to the bar to get a drink and started chatting to this girl next to me who was quite attractive and yeah. had the whole oh my god yeah. you're arsy i love and then proceeded to tell me that She'd had her fortune read and was told that she was going to fall in love with an Australian guy. Right. And I'm kind of sitting there thinking, I've, I've still got it. Look at me. I've still got it. And then she said, so who are you here with? And I said, my friend. And she said, oh, cool. Let's hang out. And so she kept going, so let's let's hang out. Let's hang out. She came over and met Phil, <laughs> who's also Australian. Yeah. And she was there for like a minute and said, anyway, lovely to meet you guys. <laughs> and it was only when we put it together later, she was using me to get to Australian guys. Yes. She, she was like, here's an Australian and I'm destined to fall in love with an Australian. So maybe he can introduce me to whoever that might be. Yeah. It was nothing to do with me. <laughs> <laughs> and then when she saw uh, yeah, Phil stoned, stoned and dribbling, dribbling yeah, in the corner. Dribbling on himself, unable to like say three <laughs> words. Moved on. Yeah, so I didn't quite have it. Um, so uh, this week, cut my hand. Yeah. Quite eventful. Mm. It's, uh, it's often referred to as the uh, ACL of the film and television world. Pull, pulled a pulled a knife on myself, and uh, many- it's the only way I can feel any emotion these days. <laughs> hey, <you laughs> try being a para fan. <laughs> uh, so that's been exciting. Um, so, how many stitches? Well, the first time I got I got it stitched up it was seven. Okay. Uh, but as I then found out five days later that it was not stitched up correctly, mm. so I went in for another operation yesterday, and I don't know how many stitches are in there now because by the time I woke up, the doctor had left. Mm. So Gosford. it's a bit of a it's an exciting mystery. It was Gosford, right? Allegedly. allegedly, I don't want to get sued for bad mouthing doctors, but yes, Gosford first allegedly first uh, stitched it up. Do you think it could have been a disgruntled Northern Eagles fan? <laughs> hey. If anyone should be annoyed, it should be us annoyed at them, not the other way around. They were blessed with having a team for a couple of years. All right? They should be saying thank you and then mm, move on. Okay, we'll get, we'll, if get we're, we'll explore that more. If we're good enough to give a dog a bone, I don't want to hear if it tastes any good or not. All right? <laughs> I just want to thank you and then move on. Yeah. So I do have to apologize. As you say, first at five, I kind of let the team yeah. down a little bit this week. Yeah. I did have a 40th. I did drown my sorrows uh, and hadn't even watched the game because we were out of mobile reception. Um, 
So we're coming to you. We're recording on a Thursday. Whoa. So we'll probably make it a little little bit snappy. This will definitely be short because yeah. my hand is killing me right now. And <laughs> yeah. I'm, uh, I had to drive here and the painkillers they've given me, although they were good, do make me a little bit sleepy. Okay. <laughs> so I thought, well, I better hold off having one. So uh, I just uh, downed a couple of bottles of vodka and then just drove around. <laughs> <That's here. right. laughs> um, but yeah, so it's been an interesting week. Um, and can I, it doesn't actually go into news, but I just want to say I, I put this up on Twitter. And, um, and I just want to shout out to the Manly side mm. uh, for their efforts last week in Christchurch. I thought maybe I was a slightly bit, bit harsh last uh, week not harsh but maybe I don't know not taking it uh, seriously. as seriously as yeah. I should have mainly because I kind of didn't really I started off the, the news at, with they were going over there and realised I actually had no idea what they were going to do uh, but following the story and as I'm sure most Manly fans heart, uh, did um, they put on a lot of local clinics for the young juniors over there they visited the mosque and they laid wreaths and spent a lot of time with the local Muslim community and uh, just want to give a shout out what a great uh, to, to to both teams. I thought that I thought they did the right thing. It really showed a lot of respect and was a great great uh, flag bearer of the NRL. Not all heroes wear capes. Yeah, this right. week, the whole manly team. That's right, winners. <laughs> um, but with that, let's get into news. Can a young half stand the weight of carrying the whole team? The answer appears to be no. Ooh, you're starting. You're trying to trigger me early. Well, I just thought I'd get into the para news early before I, um, you know, before the pain of my yeah. hand gets too much and I've got to pull away like Dylan Brown with his back. Yeah, well, this is the true, you know, when a true superstar of the game gets injured, yep. it probably should be the lead. The mm. lead story. Well, that's right. Well, they are calling him the next Sturlow, and Sturlow did retire early due to injury. So, yeah. if if we get as much out of as many years out of Dylan Brown as we yeah. got out of Sturlow, you won't you won't hear. Well, maybe you'll get as many years about talking about him as you have <laughs> as you have talking about Sturlow. Maybe in twenty years you'll still be yeah. looking for the next Dylan Brown. Well, I don't know. This this was heartbreaking, actually. Yeah. I mean, I guess glass half full better to get you know before he actually has a stress fracture in mm. his back it's better that they deal with it mm. but as para fans would know all too well we've kind of struggled with our halves combinations forever um not since the great jeff robson was you know our last elite halfback mm. um and they looked like they were starting to form a pretty good combination moses has been playing well um and brown seems to be you know a good kind of counterweight to that um they're saying he's got hot spots in his back mm. which is apparently something you see with fast bowlers mm. um i remember pat cummins was the hot young thing when he uh we're going really into infidels corner here different yep. sport yeah but he just wake me up when you finish yeah well he seemed to have you know taken years yeah. to get over it and so. pat obviously one of the great tennis players of our time yeah pat could have been <laughs> well anyone called pat really <laughs> <laughs> can be a good tennis player. Um, but yeah, so he's out and now Jamin Salmon uh, is going to come in and replace him. Mm. Salmon had big raps on him from none other than Buzz Rothfield. So, you know... Well, he's an ex-shark, he's isn't an ex-shark. he? He's an ex-shark, yeah. yeah. Okay. okay. Um, 
Who knows? I guess that well, it just takes a bit of. They're saying anywhere up to eight to ten weeks, maybe. Can I can I use this to springboard into a greater issue? Okay. That something that I've been thinking that should occur. Okay. Um, you see a lot of now. Now keep in mind, I am not a historian of the game, so <laughs> really? feel free to text in and just. Well, you don't have my phone number, but. <laughs> Feel free to email or tweet me saying, you have no idea what you're talking about. This has been yeah. happening for 40 years. Mm. And I'll be the first to go, fair call. Okay. Make it up as I go along. Yeah. But it seems that nowadays, with the uh, nature of the sport, um, it's getting harder and harder to, well, <laughs> it's always been half a power, but teams holding on to young talent and possibly giving them a shot at uh, first grade earlier than maybe their bodies are able. Um, and because I've heard that one of the reasons why Dylan Brown ha- has this is because in the off season, the, and, and this isn't having a go at power because I'm sure it happens to all the young guys, been putting in a lot of time in the weights room trying to get his body bulked up for first grade. And that heavy off season could have uh, been what, what caused or added to these stretch stress factors yeah. or, or hot spots, as you I call them. I think you're right in one regard. I think that's that's apparently what happened. He did a lot. I mean, yeah. I think you. I think Freddie Fittler was like 17 or 18 when he mm. debuted. So, I, I, I but don't... I think players these days need to be bigger than they. This is a thing. Like they needed to. The, the, the size of players have gotten bigger than they were 20 years ago or 15 years ago. Yeah, you know you've what upset I mean? my dogs now. They're yeah, well, upset. They're massive Dylan Brown fans. Um, well, but, I but, also but, think that Brown is very is a slight kid anyway. Yeah. So you know, yes, Freddie Fitler started when he was 18 or 17, but he was a he was a pretty big, ball playing type five eighth. Whereas Brown is a little guy, and so yeah, I think you're probably right. He's he's known he's had to bulk up, especially when mm. you're already small mm. and you're going, you're making that leap into first grade. Um, but I, I'm just wondering, and I know the, I wouldn't be the first person to say this, but I, I don't understand why there isn't some sort of uh, exemption uh, for juniors. And I know you're going to scoff at a manly supporter talking about juniors. <laughs> But I don't understand why there can't be some sort of um, exemption oh, like, yeah. for teams who have put the time and money into bringing a player through um, outside the salary cap so they can afford to give him money that he's worth mm. but aren't forced to play him day in, day out in first grade. You know what I mean? It's kind of like, well, we've only got X amount of dollars. If we're playing this kid this amount of money, we... He's got to play five eighth. He's got to be starting. He's got to be doing this. Otherwise, we're flushing money down the drain. Yeah. Um, and if we don't do it, someone else will roll the dice on him. Yeah. You know, roosters will take him. They'll, uh, Just you know, him and Tavita Pangai Junior. Yeah, that's and right. Well, you know, the well, when they signed, brothers. I saw a tweet. You know, when they signed Cooper Cronk, they said that he only signed for five hundred thousand. Yeah, and now is, that uh, they're and, and now that they're looking to find to Peter Pangai Jr., they're saying yeah, but Kronk's leaving and he's he's worth one point two. Amazing, former legend. Yeah, um, but anyway, so it, it seems like they're doing the right thing, though. Yeah, but it it does the the, the thing that everyone's no doubt reminded of and reminding me of mm. is the curse of the para mm. halves. And as an Eels fan, you 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 do worry. Yep. Because we've named them, we had Tim Smith, mm. we had Daniel Mortimer, 
we had Kieran Foran. Well, had- well, I reckon you could go just over the last, and this was Mo who pointed it out to me from Twitter the other day. You could even narrow it down to the five-eighth curse. Yeah. Foran yeah. goes down with multiple issues. Yeah. Uh, then you've got Clint Gunthinson in there, went down ACL. Yeah. Corey Norman went in there, went down with a lady and a, and a can of Canadian club. <laughs> Yeah, and now, and now the next five eighth is uh, Dylan Brown. Bad back, yeah. And uh, back it's... problems are tough, mm. you know. As a, as an elite athlete mm. myself, who's mm. had back problems, mm. you, they can be tricky. Yep. So it's a delicate situation out there. But um, what can you do? You get injuries apart. I mean, of the are game. you concerned at all that he'll go through rehab all year and come good just in time to play for the Warriors next season? Well, he's not off contract next season. Contracts. Yeah, <laughs> I'm with you, Bill. If only they meant something these well, days. It's frustrating for you yeah. as much as it is for me. So I'm not worried about next. But unfortunately, year. we're all we all know that. Well, we know Manly's not going <laughs> to buy him. That's one thing we know. Not when we've got the real deal in there. <laughs> um, silly, silly. Troubled manly youngster on his last chance is dropped again. Last chance. Last chance again. Maybe that should be his nickname. Last chance Sully. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. Every time you hear him, he's on his last chance. Yeah. Um, look. They haven't disclosed, I think I brought, did I Did I talk about him a couple of seasons ago? I think. I mean, a couple of episodes ago. Yeah. I kind of was kind of like, well, he's dropped the weight. Mm-hmm. And now, if he goes a year and goes through and has his off-season and then comes back still with the weight dropped, and you know, then it shows a good sign. But if he keeps yo-yoing up and down... I mean, I used to work on The Biggest Loser. I know all about yo-yo dieting. You know? <laughs> so, if he's going up and down, it's going to be a problem. And he might, his, he, his talent might keep him around for a few years, but he's not going to be a long-term talent. Yeah. You know, if, he, if he doesn't have the ability to control himself. Yeah, um, it's sad. Now, it is sad it when is. you've got a talented player and something's not. You know, Des is. I think he. It's good for him to be away. He's from the western suburbs, mm. so it's probably a good change of scene. Being in the beaches, Des is certainly not one well, of. Well, he drives to training from the west. Yeah. So he he drives for like an hour and a half, two hours every day. So, but there's a few of them who do that. Yeah. Uh, him and um, Manas Fanua. They, they're best mates and they carpool in together. Okay. But, I mean, to keep in mind, this is the second time that he's been dropped in the middle of a season mm. due to disciplinary issues. Now, it's important to point out, though, that I think they've got him on a very short leash. Mm. Uh, even Trent Barrett, you know, although we don't really Super listen coach. to anything he says. Yeah. Although Trent Barrett, he did say last time that Manas was dropped last time. Not due to anything major, and if it was any other player, probably wouldn't have been dropped. But they want to hit home to him what he what is expected of him, and I think it was something as simple as his. I think it was when they went and played in New Zealand, and his his visa wasn't oh, up yeah, to date, passing, and he never got round to doing his visa in time yeah. or something like that. Like it was something very basic like that. Mm. So nothing. He wasn't out, you know, being a scallywag or anything. It was just something like that. So they dropped him, and then from from my spies from mm. the word on the ground yeah. is it's a very similar thing okay. he hasn't gone out when I first saw it I thought oh fuck is he, did he go out in, in New Zealand and fucking get on it or something but mm. apparently not apparently it was effort at training okay. 
So he, he he's not a he's not a scallywag. He's not doing anything naughty. He's just didn't put in at training mm. the way as much as Des would have wanted him to. Um, so he's been dropped. And I, like I said, I think they're they're they they're coming down hard on him to hopefully so he understands the ramifications of these little mistakes. Yeah, I mean he's he's a good player, but he's yeah. not that good. No. Like. No. And how many last chances do you get? So yeah. I think Manly are probably, given Dylan Walker's situation mm. and given the cap penalties you're facing, they start adding up. They'll probably Manly can probably going to say, all right, we'll hold him this year. But do you yeah. want a guy like that yeah. long term who yeah. keeps keeps on breaching? Well, that's right. Um, and it's the same as Dylan Walker. Like it's great having these talented centers, but if we only have them for fifty percent of the year, what, what what's, what's the, point? the point? Yeah. And that's the problem with both these centres. I mean, yeah. You know, regardless yeah. of how good Dylan Walker is, he's yet to play a full season for us. Yeah, you know. So, um, yeah, silly, silly. Mm. Uh, Manly on the boil with Morgan Boyle. So, now this one you probably didn't hear about it. No, but this is again Des. So everyone's like, oh, Manly haven't got any big signings. It's like, no, no, no. We're going to wait till all the other teams load up on players. We'll keep a bit of cap space. And then when they start realising they've got to drop some superstars because they don't have enough yeah. cap space, we'll just pick them up. Yeah, like superstars. you guys did with uh, Moses. Was Mitchell. it last? Mitchell Moses. Yeah. Uh, not last year, but the year before. Yeah. We've done the same thing with Morgan Boyle. Yeah. So he's been released by the Titans and we just Can't obviously Can you believe it they left they let someone go of that? Couldn't talent? couldn't believe it. Couldn't believe it. I had to I jumped on Twitter. I mean I jumped on uh, Google. Uh, Google straight away, typed him in, and I was I'll tell you what, I was floored. I had no idea that there was a player in the NRL called Morgan Boyle and he played for the Titans. Morgan Boyle. Now I know I know the next question you're gonna be, what position does he play? Bill, what position can't he play? Oh, wow. Until he's actually been on and played a first-grade game, I don't want to pigeonhole him. He, I tell you this, yeah. he, he looks like a footballer. He does. <laughs> Mate, d- would you dare to say he passes the eye test? Wow. <laughs> Look at that. He's handsome too. Oh, yeah. Well, see, I think this is another way we're going. I was going to bring this up later when we talked about the game, but I'll, I'll, I'll touch upon it now. Des, I think, is going according to looks. Okay. If you have a look at the team photo, there's a new back row we've got from the Pen- from Penrith called Corey Waddell. Okay. Okay. And then we've got our new uh, winger called Ruben Garrick. Yes. You well, sent you put them you stand them next to each other. He's got a, It's the same guy. He's got a type, there, he does, doesn't he? he? Does have a type. Yeah. Even even the real deal. <laughs> yeah. The real deal. Clean cut, pretty easy on the eye. We're gonna be called, We're gonna be the manly clean cuts. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not talking about foreskins. <laughs> Um, yeah, short back and sides, blonde yeah. hair. That's what they've said, mate. You need to bring Brett, Brett you need to bring Brett Stewart's back. It's Glenn Stewart. They had that kind of, yeah. you know, yeah. Oh, long rogue, hair, roguish boy next the, to the the Wolfman, the Wolfman. Yeah, uh, chalk. Well, probably not so much chalk, but you know, um, after twelve beers, chalk would look alright. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's interesting, and now uh, you know another. Uh, clean Morgan Morgan Boyle skin. is on the boil with us. Wow. So, um, but it's quite interesting if you put. They had a team photo uh, after the win, which we'll get to later. Mm. Um, both boys had their shirts off. Oh yeah, yeah. Hard stats. Hundred <laughs> percent of the good-looking guys at Manly had their shirts off. <laughs> um, mate, you couldn't. 
it's interesting. You have them up there. One of them's a wing and one of them's a second row. Couldn't you couldn't tell the difference between the two of them in terms of body. Yeah. Trust me, and I look for <laughs> hours. <laughs> I got the, I got the, what do you call it? The calipers out? The, what is it? The, anyway. Yeah. The well, calipers, the calipers, is that what it is? Out and just measuring muscle mass and size. And now, very, very uh, conveniently, you cut your hand <laughs> and have right. a hand injury. Some people call it a friction burn. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, but there's, yeah, there's so there's Morgan a- Boyle just adding just another bow to Dez's already very full quiver. His loaded quiver. Um, Boyle, what's it? What's there's got to be a nickname in there like Steam and Boyle, Steam and yeah. Morgan Boyle. Oh, he's really Lance Red that Boyle, hot, Red Hot Morgan, it's like Boyle. an angry Boyle, <laughs> infected Boyle. <laughs> he's infected the team. Yeah. Um, Manly hooker Apisai Corasau quashes speculation around the future. A lot of talk. Lots. Dare I say, a good headache for Des Hasler to have. Which hooker to go with at the moment? I like the... I, lo- I like... You know, they're sharing the duties at the moment between Arpi Kurosawa and Manas Farnu. Yeah. Um, Arpi starts the game and then Manas is coming in. But uh, maybe I should talk about this during the game. Nah, let's just not talk about the game. Let's well, just talk about... It's kind of like Buzz Rossfield. Going up to stilettos. Just a great choice of hookers. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> so. That's right. We'll go into Manas later. But, yeah. um, I mean, the way things are these days, I- I'm quite happy to run with two hookers. Do you and if they're both quality, fantastic. You know? I think you need... Well, Para's doing this. Yeah. Um, Reed Marnie has been great for Para in the first two games. Yeah. Penrith were decent opposition, I think you'd say. Not, mm. not anywhere near as good as people probably thought they were. And um, and the the Bulldogs were not so great. I think he was exposed against the Roosters. Um, and having an eighty-minute hooker is very tough, you know. Unless mm. you're of that really, you know, top caliber, having some fresh legs at dummy half, mm. I think helps. And so having two hookers, you can cover for halfback. You well, can, if they you can offer... go to the wing if you need to, you know, you yeah. can. Whereas if you if you're running an, an extra big forward or an extra outside back, they're kind of going to suck around the ruck, and they seem to that's especially late in the game with the way the refs are kind of letting the play go. Mm. Um, I think you're right. I think having an extra hook is not a bad thing. Especially, well, especially if, they yeah. they play different styles the two as well. Like Arpy's Arpy's a great defensive hooker. Like he'll just tackle to the you know. So the sun comes down. Yeah. And Manas has this uh, great attacking uh, structure to his game. So, and, and he remembers to look down too when the ball's being played. Look, Manas does this thing, and I was going to bring it up during the game, but Manas does this thing where he actually runs onto the ball mm. and he scoops the ball up with one hand, which I can imagine he's going to have a few knock-ons in that time. Football, yeah. yeah, it is. Yeah. But at the same time, he scoops it up he gets about two or three steps forward before he then offloads it. And what it allows it to do, it allows, it allows the team and the guys passing to to get up a bit of a head of steam. It also pulls in defenders a little bit and creates a little bit of, uh, uh, a bit of, bit of space out wide. And if you have a look, obviously, obviously the forwards have got to lay the groundwork down and get a, lay the platform, lay the platform and get a little, you know, some fast play the ball. But, 
the way he runs onto it, scoops it up and just takes off, it's really, it really gets our sets just flowing and gets the opposition on the back foot. To the point where I'm surprised, um, I'm surprised the Warriors didn't try and hold us down a little. Like they held us down a fair bit, but I'm surprised they didn't try and push the envelope a little bit more because we were just getting such rolls on through the middle. Mm. But anyway, Stephen Kearney is. I don't think Stephen Kearney, <laughs> former Reels coach, yeah, hasn't quite got the super coach tag just yet. Got to be close. He's got to be. Very I mean, close. he's got to be snapping on BA's heels as the next immortal coach. Yeah. Um, Clint Gutherson reportedly has secret agreement with Parramatta Eels. Now, problematic. Alarm bells. <laughs> alarm bells ringing. Now, is it the, is it the same kind of secret agreement that Robbie Farah had with the Tigers? Ooh. Because if so, Todd Greenberg, you know, well, he doesn't. There's no, Mr. Yeah. Mr. Um, reaction. Hey, three percent. Only three percent. Only three percent. Yeah. So. Um, Actually, though, the, the the agreement that he's got, I don't know why they said it was a secret agreement in the heading of the story, but because I guess it sound, gets more people gets to click on it, um, is that Para have got first choice to first make choice. an offer. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. I mean, I don't think we need a story about that. Um, it's weird. He, he's literally off contract at the end of this year. You know how people go, oh, he's getting contract, but it's actually, people can only start talking to him this year, but he's actually off contract Mm. this year. So they could have started talking to him last November. Yeah. But do you think, it's it's weird that he hasn't been. So it's either setting off one, you tell me which alarm bell this is setting off, right? Mm. It can only be one of two. Yeah. So you let me know which which alarm's being firing off, right? Either Clint Gunthinson, isn't going to be re-signed. Yeah. And they're going to let him go. Mm. Or Brad Arthur isn't going to be re-signed and they're going to let him go. There's, no, but there's only there's only one or two reasons. <laughs> yeah. They're either like, no, uh, we'll wait till that new coach comes in and then yeah. he can deal with signing players or we don't want him because why else wouldn't you sign your captain at yeah. this point? Well, Tim Manon's our inspirational leader, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. And a couple of well, years. I thought Tim Manon was your inspiration for losing and Clint Gunners was your inspiration Maybe. for winning. I depends if depends on how the day we goes. Had, we had both of them last yeah. year and we didn't win much. I actually I think I think Para are going about this in an in an okay way. I think the conversation becomes a lot harder when Para if Para kept on winning, mm. then I think the pressure comes right on them. Why haven't you re-signed? Mm. So I think it was. Um, Crawley did an article, or was it Bulldog Richie did an article going, Para need to quickly re-sign Brad Arthur, Mitchell Moses, <laughs> Clint Gutherson, yeah. and offer Dylan Brown a massive contract, yeah. because otherwise we're going to lose them all. Mm. And I think that that makes sense when you're undefeated, but really we're in round, we were in round two at yeah. that stage. Now round three, we're... we're 33% loss record. Yeah. We've got a tougher sh- schedule coming up. Mm. And I don't know, after last year, you don't want to go out and sign no. that squad. We, we were so bad last year. I think Gutherson is someone they should make their priority, more so because of what he brings in terms of a work ethic. Mm. He's, a, he's a hard worker. I think he trains hard. And I think he's a good role. He's never had any off-field troubles. 
so I like Gutho. Well, that's what I'm like saying. Like, even if like depends on what he's asking. Obviously, as I think well. that's the that's the million dollar question because if they're winning, his agent's asking Origin type player mm. levels. I'm not sure he is at that level yet. He's, no. he's lost a lot of time to injury. He's mm. got some injury concerns. He plays fullback, but you feel like he should be paid like centre. Centre or type. good winger. Well, you know. centre type wages. Yeah. So Dylan Walker, I, it's rumoured that Dylan Walker's on about 600000 a year. Yeah. Right? So it feels like he should be on about that, but they're probably looking for more the eight to $900,000 fullback money. Not being a representative, and yeah, he's fullback, but yeah, he could also not. be booted out of fullback pretty quickly if yeah, someone better if comes someone along. Be, yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, it depends it's on what they're asking. If Para are winning, he'll get paid. If Para lose, he won't. You know, I don't think he's at that level. Um, mm. So it's a tricky one. I don't mm. having blown our money on players that weren't worth it. Yeah. Um, I'm cautious, and I'm I'm exactly the same with. Moses, mm. um, I think Moses has had three. Moses was our best player on the ground last week, mm. but coming off what happened in 2018, I think yeah. you've got to you've got to time it a bit. So, yeah. and Brad Arthur exactly the same. Brad Arthur's won two games. Now he's lost one. If Parago on a streak and lose the next six, I dare say BA will be gone yep. mid season. Yeah, yeah, and that's not inconceivable. You yeah. know, it's weak. It's only week three. We're still trying to get a lay of the land. Um, so, yeah. So, I, I'm, I'm okay with it. But I, I think of all of them, Gutho is the one I kind of want from a no dickhead policy type mm. thing. Well, love, I, love I personally would like... If Man, if Parra don't sign him, I'd be more than happy for Manly to sign him. Yeah, He's but a Manly junior. But it's going to be the coin. That's the problem. Yeah, but I mean, that's the thing. We wouldn't sign him as a fullback. So if you got him, you wouldn't be paying overs for him because we would sign him as a centre. <laughs> Manly never pay overs. Well, no, I'm just saying that he's looking for overs and you guys aren't doing that at the moment, yeah. right? Yeah. But obviously he'd be a centre. Um, we'd sign him as a centre and back up fullback to Tommy, which would be perfect because I think Tommy... You're going to miss some games. He's always going to m- miss at least four, five games a year yeah, to injury. Yeah. It's just the type of body and build he, he has. So Look, I ha- him say, as a, him, yeah. having him as a centre... You know, his best mates were the Travojevic brothers. Manly Jr., did I mention that? Um, be more than happy to, to get him for the right mark, for the right price. Yeah. Yeah, well, the, that's the only way you're going to get him. is Because he does... It seems like he's still got a lot of his life in yep. the beaches. Big fan of rugby. He grew up playing rugby. Well, so. I mean, Dylan Walker, this is his last year of his contract. Mm. So we've got 600 grand up our sleeve to sign a centre. Less, less years, 300. So. No, this, well, this is the last season of that. <laughs> this is the second season of that, so we don't have to worry about that anymore. So we're, yeah. we're going shopping. Yeah. Yeah. Big spenders. Get the credit card out. Yeah. <laughs> Get some garden furniture. <laughs> um, speaking of fullbacks, manly legend Brett Stewart on why he's back at the club he loves. Ooh. Worst story I've ever read. <laughs> saw the, I saw the headline. It looked good, didn't it? Yeah. S- saw the headline. Um, Buzz gave it a, a, a fucking up. big thumbs up, like wonderful story, blah, blah, blah. Oh my God. Worst thing I've ever read. I read the online version, so maybe the print version in the newspaper was different. I don't know. But it was like it was written by a. I don't want to use the word retard, but. It wasn't, it wasn't Carrie Arms, was it? 
No, it wasn't. It was uh, Bulldog Richie. Oh, there you go. But it was like they just had a chat. It, was like, it wasn't like, okay, so let's talk about this. Let's talk about that. It's like they just had a meandering chat. Bulldog's then gone back and gone, oh my God, I just have just a whole bunch of shit all over the place. So he's, so he's put massive headlines on it. You know, Brett's thoughts on Brookie. I love playing at Brookie. I always enjoyed it coming here. When I went back there the other day, I had goosebumps. <laughs> then another massive headline. Brett's thoughts on DCE. Oh, no, I never had an issue with DCE. And then another, it's like, fucking hell. It's like he has had no plan going into this interview yeah. and then gone, oh, my God, it's the ramblings of a fucking idiot. I better just put some <laughs> massive, you know, it's like in a movie where it doesn't make sense. So they put a, a, a voiceover track to it going, <laughs> I've always loved her and you know because she can't see it in the fucking performance so it's yeah but anyway good to have Snake back Richie's absolutely had a he's, he's waste, a wasted opportunity yeah it's, it's almost only- like he's overheard a conversation like he was in a cafe and Brett was sitting at another table and he's just <laughs> he's overheard it and just jotted down a few details well that's your dream interview isn't it so someone oh. someone, someone of the Magnificent Seven Oh, look, to be honest, if I could pick anyone to interview, okay. it would probably be probably Tooves. Wow. I'd love okay. to interview Tooves. Yeah. Um, but probably straight after would be Brett Stewart. Okay. And then after that would probably be probably Jamie Lyon. Oh, but I'd have to he's a bit of a later. weird... I'd probably just want him in to see you. I wouldn't talk to him. <laughs> I wouldn't. I'd spit <laughs> yeah, at him. you would. I, I'd be nice You'd to buckle him. I'd and like, I'd love polite. it. Hi, Mr. Lyon. <laughs> Lovely to meet you. Please use my seat. Oh, where were you before the yeah. band? Oh, oh, you, you know. The eels. Oh, yeah, oh, no, you'd be like, oh, really yeah, like we them. really missed you at the eels. Ha 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 ha. Would have been good if you stayed. Ha 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 No hard feelings. I'd punch him in the head. I'd be like, <laughs> you myth, lion, you pussycat. Um, all right. Well, that's uh, that's all the news that we've got this fa- uh, so far. So, can I just go into. Should we get into game? Yeah, sure. I know you. You're gagging for it. Game. Against our old foe. <laughs> the Warriors. Yeah. I mean, it's always a tough game when we play against the Warriors. Yes. It's who's going to win this one. And I know people think, well, you've got a 95% winning record against them. But, you know, stats can be made to say anything. Yeah. You know, 80% of people know that. Yeah. So, who knows? It's every, every game is a fresh start. That's right. Um, but needless to say... Absolutely smashed them, but who know? Who knows? Because they killed the Bulldogs, premiership favourites. Yeah. In round one, Bulldogs so, beat the Tigers. That's right. Warriors beat. The it's a Bulldogs. crazy. It's a crazy merry-go-round. You beat the Warriors. Give us the premiership. Yeah. We'll just give it start to us. It, start. Get get the engraving. Get the engraver. Well, I, you know, I, I say what Gus has said it twice now in the last week. That Gus actually thought Manly were really good against the Roosters. He said that the Roosters scored a couple of tries that no team should really score. He said one was lucky and the other one was just, you know. And then the fact that we came back in the second half. I mean, this triggered me a little. I had people saying, oh, we only lost by eight. Yeah, we did. Now, there was an element of, oh, ha, 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 we only lost by eight. You were 26-0 down with 20 minutes to go. Mm. So, Para lost the game by one point. To the Tigers a few years ago, forty-one mm. forty. Mm. But Para scored like thirty points in the last ten minutes. Mm. I wouldn't walk away from that game going, "Gee, that was a close one." I mean, they're, they're, 
at no point was it mathematically possible, really, that Manly were going to beat East. Yeah, I, I understand what you're saying. I'm not but saying... it's a, it's it's troubling to no team. Yeah. Ever takes their foot off the accelerator? Yeah, definitely. And just goes, oh, let's not worry about it. They were genuinely in the last. If you watch in the last like four minutes of the game, they were generally concerned. And you only have to look to see what happened last year with Manly and Penrith to see what can happen in a game of football. I know. So you'd rather I've have... It. I've seen yeah, it, believe me. You, you, you <laughs> would rather have an 18-26 scoreline than a 26-0 scoreline. 100%. And because of that, now our for and against is... It's good. And I yeah. also think not taking away, that did Manly a lot of good because your confidence was rattled in the first game against yeah. the Tigers, admittedly, the yeah. conditions sucked and the, the first round's always, you know, a bit of an outlier. It doesn't necessarily mean everything. Um, but then to go down 26-0 could have just been this season's fart. Yeah. But the fact that they were able to get themselves back together mm. and show a bit of fight, so I'm not dismissing Which is, which that. is what we didn't have last season. Yeah. So it's a good sign. Well, you, anyway, like, you were the was... opposite last season. You were like, get out to a... Or keep it even all game. Get out to a big start and then we just and lose it in the second. And then disappear for 20 minutes and yeah. then the, game's, o- the yeah. game's over. Well, I think you've only... And, and look, we, so, so to get to uh, last season and our huge win against the Warriors... Yeah. Um, it... You know, I think it shows a lot. There were times in the game where we defended our line five sets in a row. They just kept coming at us. And, you know, Dally M Player of the Year last year, RTS, was throwing everything he had at us. Mm. But our defense held strong. And I think that says a lot about us last uh, this season compared to last season where we just, we'd, we'd have those... And every team has them. Has about, you know, 15 minutes of the game where... You, you're up against ball. it, yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you can hold on for those 15 minutes, then you'll you'll go a long way. And um, you know, at half time, it was still anyone's game. Yeah. And then in the first half, the first 10 minutes of the first half, we just got again, just set after set against us, and we held on, and then we ran away with it. I think it was really demoralising for the opposition to know that they had you know one or two opportunities to score, yeah. and they weren't able to. And I don't think the Warriors are a bad team. Like I think the in the first half, as you said, it was it yeah. was kind of anyone's game. Some yep. of the tries they scored were good tries. Mm. Uh, and they have those type of players that can make something from nothing. Mm. So I think it was I think that was more impressive in a way that by repelling them you kind of broke their spirit. Um, but just Tom Trevojevic, what, what a, a difference. difference. Oh, hello. Yeah. Shazam. Um, well, I mean, this is what I said this the other day. There's, there's not many teams that you could lose. Like, you know, we, we had, we had four players missing from our 17, and one of them is the Australian and New South Wales, uh, New South Wales and Australian representative. I mean, he brings so much. And if you train the whole off season with, you know, certain players in certain positions, and then you get to the first game, first two games, and they're not there. Obviously, it's going to have a massive impact on you and the way you're going to play the game. And then you've only got to look to see the difference he makes. I mean, he's just always roving around the rock. He gets those little semi half breaks. Yeah. Passes off to the million dollar man. <laughs> the, the ten million dollar. The you know the the greatest showman, <laughs> DCE. And um, you know, DC bagged two tries. Tommy just scored two play, tries, yeah. and they just supported each other the whole way. It was. It was magnificent. It was, it was. It was honestly, like, 
it was dominant from it was dominant at the start yeah he, he, he fumbled that kick at the start yes and i thought oh he's gonna be well i couldn't believe it it went yeah. straight through his legs didn't touch didn't touch him do anything yeah and then uh you know so we got a set of, and went out got a set of uh seven boom right down the other end of the field i mean that's the thing like i think our fords have been great this season as well i think Fanua blake is going to be I mean, I don't know. He probably can't play Origin. I'm not too sure. I know he played for. Tom. I think he played for Tonga, but I don't know. Criminal record. Yeah. Stop him. But I, I think he's going to be one of the top forwards this season. So between him and Marty, I think we've got two top ten props Ugh. in the in the NRL. We do. He's he's just an absolute machine. I love, he's just making I love lots. How you guys have the post contact meters now. he was getting was second to none. And then can I also just throw out there too, you know, the. Uh, w- we could call him the next Andrew Ettinghausen. <laughs> he's got the skills and he's got the looks, which is Ruben Garrick. Um, you know what I like about Ruben? He seems pretty safe under the high ball, which is... It's all relative. Is, compared to for George. a Manly fan, that's a rare thing. To Jorge. <laughs> yeah. Or Churches last year. Yeah. Um, and you know what I like about him? He's a little bit crazy. Mm. And I think you want a winger who is a little bit crazy and he's going to do something stupid occasionally. Because sometimes that stupid thing pays off. And I think Fergo's a bit like that. Fergo, you just go, what the fuck is he doing? And then, and I've just seen Ruben Garrick, he'll get it and he'll just skip across. He'll, he'll literally he'll get the ball on his side of the wing. And by the time he by the time he's finished with it, he's passed it to the opposite winger on the other side of the field because yeah. he's just literally run across the entire field. And having someone do something a little bit strange and things that you shouldn't do, I don't think it's a bad thing because I think it makes the opposition go, what is this fucking idiot doing? Yeah. And the defense is like, oh, do we follow him across the whole field? Do we, you know, do we let him go? What's he doing? And I think sometimes when they do that, they spot a little gap and go through. So I like him. He's got a little bit of craziness to him. Well, it helps if you got Tom as well. Mm. You know that if you, you've got that support, like Trevojevic is so good at yeah. playing in support and getting yeah. something from not Well, much. I just think, you know, it's great when you've got a really nice, good-looking blonde-haired guy, tall blonde-haired guy, <laughs> passing... To another really tall blonde head guy and then if you've got Corey Waddell backing up another pass out to a nice tall blonde young young man yeah um, it's it's look it's it does makes me feel hands, makes me feel things that I shouldn't feel twitching again <laughs> and then of course you know DCE to finish it off in the blonde haired orgy <laughs> the cherry on dare I say the cherry on the top cherry pie <laughs> Um, but yeah, it was a great game. I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. And so, were you, you ready? You ready to do a Marty and say premiers? Guarantee, guarantee um, premiers. Look, I, I won't do a Marty. Um, and I think Des, I, I think Des basically summed it up on a hundred percent footy on Monday night. If we stay healthy, then we can definitely field a side, a top eight side. But hey. Two days after um, the Warriors game, we've lost one of our centers. Yeah. So, or you know what I mean? It's That's just kind of like though. That's no, no, no. Just, but yeah. I'm just saying, yeah. re- regardless. Yeah. You know, I think if um, if we had Moses Suli on board and we had Dylan Walker in the side, then we're 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 a top eight side. But at the moment, we're just fucking trying to fill gaps at the mm. moment. But we've got some, and I think it depends on what kind of opposition we're up against. Like obviously we've got you know weak centers, especially this uh, this week. We've got 
Brendan Elliott coming in to replace Sully. So our two centres are Brad Pup. Brendan Elliott's another kind of blonde. Yes, he is. Handsome. Yeah, he is. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's it's almost like it's almost like Des just likes to watch the volleyball scene in Top Gun over and over <laughs> again. And he's just gone, oh, there's something about Iceman and Slider that yeah. I don't know, there's it's a real good one two combination yeah. there. Maybe if I maybe if my whole team was just based on those two guys. <laughs> <laughs> um little interesting fact okay. about the volleyball scene in Top Gun. Okay. So all the guys, you know, with the exception of uh, uh, Goose, they all worked out heavily because they knew that scene was coming up, right? And they all got oiled up and yeah. all the rest of it. it. Took them three days to shoot that scene. Wow. And they shot wide shots, you know, as you do. Yeah. And then they came in and they, then they did the whole thing again but just got close-ups. money shot. The close-ups of okay. all the guys. So Tom Cruise, all these muscles, rippling yeah. slider and all that. Val Kilmer. If you have... Ah, well, there you go. If you have a look, there's no close-ups of Val Kilmer... The um, rolls of footage that had Val Kilmer's close-ups got destroyed by accident, and it was always a it was a sticky subject with Val Kilmer that he worked out yeah that he worked out for so for so much and his close-ups uh, wow. weren't able to be used. So if you watch that scene, which I know you will go and watch, is it again, Jerry Bruckheimer? Uh, no, it's um, he produced it, but it's uh, uh, Ridley Scott's brother who killed himself by jumping off a bridge can't remember his name something Scott yeah anyway so um, yeah there you go interesting fact yeah so so from one hot gun (laughs) to another (laughs) to another Um, should we can we just do an I'm done yes should we get into I'm done that's enough of that game let's do it I'm done with that game Um, I'm done with people talking about DCE's 10 million dollar (laughs) contract I'm done. I've had enough of it. There's so many players on a million dollars these days. Well, I liked. I liked. He was included in Buzz Rothfield's panic signings the yeah. other day. Well, Tough time. here we go though. Like DCE, he's now on season five, four of his contract. Who in that time, which which halves? have come through on the open market that Manly could have signed instead that are better than DCA. Yep, time's up. Deafening. None. Deafening. None. Cor- uh, Cooper Conk. Yeah, but you're going to get Last season, and you're going to get like... And he, and he still cost a million dollars. No, he wants to live in Sydney. He's, he's, he's playing for free <laughs> yeah. for the... But that's the thing. Everyone's going, you shouldn't have... It's like, well, who? Who else has, who else has come yeah. along? I mean, I've said this, though. I give you guys shit on Twitter. But yeah. I've said... If you're given the option to get him back then, especially when I think he was, he probably had more around him back then when he had Foran and yeah. the Stewart brothers. You take him, and I don't think he's not been a dud. He's not. He's not achieved like Manly hasn't achieved what they had achieved since he resigned. But um, I still think he's been he's been good. He's mm. just. He can't carry the team by himself. He's had a different, and this is the thing. Well, he, and he's had a different halves partner every season that he's played since he signed the contract. Yeah, I mean that's just ridiculous. Mm. And well, the one time where he's, you know, and the other time he's had a really good season was when he had Blake Green there, so he's playing with another genuine half. And until then, we've put centers in there: Dylan Walker, Jamie Lyon. Now he's got. Now, now he's finally, got the real deal. Finally. Finally. Finally, finally the piece of the puzzle. Yeah. So. 
So anyway, uh, and people You're, comparing him to Jason Tomalolo, that's just fucking ridiculous. <laughs> Check out Tomalolo's stats. He's run for 250 metres. DC only ran for eight. It's like, yeah, he's a fucking half, you retard. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. I know. I'm you done. Feel, you, you, you love this. I'm triggered. He's one of those players, like, you got to admit, no one... You wouldn't like him if he played anywhere other than Manly. He's not a likable player, though. So I think if there's an element of... If he didn't play for Manly, yeah. I'd Photoshop his head on a Manly jersey and still have my way with him. <laughs> Whatever you reckon. <laughs> Here's one I'm done with. Okay. April Fool's Day tricks. Uh, yep. Like... Okay. Who got, who got you? Did anyone no one get got you? me. No one got me. Because you, yeah. they were fucking lame. Yeah. Like, they were fucking lame. Yeah. It's some corporate department trying to I think Batuta Advocate did it did the best parody of it we all know it someone trying to find a little bit of oh look at it it's like Scott Morrison doing a Borat impression it's Mm. just fucking lame Mm. so don't if you're going to do it do a good one or do what the Sharks did where they it's not even an April Fool's Day trick it would have been funny if they announced that they were signing Phil Gould see I would have got on board with that Mm. but instead you know oh we're going to have five origin games yeah it's just yeah. lame. I was just reading yeah. them all going, this is so fucking lame. Mm. It's like it's like when the losers finally get onto a, a good joke. Like yeah. us, we're losers. So yeah. we get onto a joke yeah. and... Triggered. You're triggered yeah, right now. It suddenly yeah. just starts... It's not funny anymore. Like, yeah. thanks for fucking ruining April Fool's Day. <laughs> anyway, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's get into the second game of the week. Yeah. Para Roosters. Mm. Um, Brave. Brave Eels. Brave, brave East. Under strength. Under, yeah. Um, what, uh, what, honestly, what did you, what did you think of, what well, did you think of Power? sometimes if... Panic stations? Sometimes yeah. I think Super Coach BA knew that if what, we... What did you lose by? 14 points in the end? 14. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Um, Super Coach BA knew mm. that if we won that game, can mm. you imagine? The hype train. Mm. The, 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 the the March Premiership mm. the fans of which we have millions mm. uh, would have just the, the, the deafening expectations mm. on, on Dylan Brown's already weak back mm. those hot spots would have turned into into just fractures yeah. so I think he wisely chose it at the 60 minute mark yep. he knew that we had the moral victory yeah. we're ahead yep um, no, so I think I think it was a good outing from Para. It was better. Like if you look at where we came from last mm. year, I think it's also a good reminder to the fans that might have, myself included, been starting to get a bit carried away after two wins. And you have to forgive us. We are a pretty success-starved fan base, so yeah. we get a little whiff and we start yeah. we start you know getting ahead of ourselves. And I think it did show. The difference in class between a team like the Roosters and and a team like Para. So we hung in there. I think there are a lot of positives to take out of it. Um, the positives being, I thought that the halves were good. Now we've already lost one of those halves, so that's a bit of a dampener on mm. it. Um, I thought our forwards were good. Junior Paulo has been really good. Mm. He's been kind of dominant. Um, mm. Blake Ferguson was good and bad, so did some good things. Uh, but then going on to the bad, there are just too many mistakes. They just dropped the mm. ball too many times, especially after scoring where they had momentum. Then they dropped the ball mm. coming out off the very next set. And you can't yeah. do that. No. Um, and 
I didn't even think the Roosters were that good. No. I, you know, so... I, I'd say the only worrying signs I'd say is that... I didn't think... I th- I'm with you. I don't think Parramatta played that badly. I actually think they played okay. Yeah. But the fact that they played okay and still went down by 14 points... Yeah, well, they got like gassed. I think they got... You watched the last 10 minutes. Yeah. They, so they were ahead at yeah. the 60-minute mark. And then in the last... They just lost, they, they fell off tackles. I think Reid Marnie missed it. Do you that think they got to the tackle. point where going, well, we haven't been humiliated? Uh, hey, do you know? Do you think they got to that point was like, oh, well, this is victory. good enough? Yeah, I don't think so. I think they're just not... They're young. They're not good enough yet. Mm. Um, and... Again, some of those key positions, they just dropped the ball. But Brad Takarangi had a shocker. Um, yeah, I think... And I think it's a concern were... that you haven't found a better centre than Brad Takarangi. Yeah, well, you look at Takarangi and I Jennings. Mean, the thing was, Takarangi was great in the last two games. So he, he was doing offloads that were yeah. that were putting guys away for tries. So... Like, would you say, it seems like Takarangi has just really gone down the, the road of the Felidi... Mateo, is it? A little bit. A little yeah. bit. Is that um, how you Rocks pronounce his and, name? Yeah, Rocks and Diamond. Yeah, it's just kind of like... I'm going to throw it around. Yeah. Every, every play has to be spectacular. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to be tackled. I haven't done anything. Oh, well, watch this. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think... Uh, yeah. So I thought it was... It was not a horrible. Like last year, maybe they would have lost that game by 40 points like they did against the Roosters last year. Mm. But that being said, it's still not good enough. And they got the Sharks this week who are... A, Chance really, they Paris should be almost favourites for that game if you got no Moylan and a few injuries for mm. the Sharks, but they didn't seem to be able to, you know, that the Roosters lost friend early. I don't know. I'm still, I th- like I had a nightmare about Para last night. Have I actually woke up in the middle of the night having a night, and the nightmare wasn't even. I like, think it's bad. You don't yeah. enjoy football at all, and I no. think that's. I think that's sad. That, I have to constantly remind myself that. Be realistic about what you yeah. want to but this, get. But it's almost like this zero pleasure. Because I've none. been there when yeah. Power are playing well and they're ahead and I've never seen anyone more miserable. <laughs> the only time I've ever seen you with a smile on your face while watching football is when we're at the strip in. <laughs> well, that's what we need. I've, yeah. So, I'm, but, and and, and, and um, I missed the Eels game. I'm yeah. going to miss this Sharks game because I'm yeah. another fucking 40th. So, let me tell you about 40th. Yeah, I don't know whether it's me getting older, yeah, or whether it's just the midlife crisis thing. They're getting, they're going wilder than the twenty firsts. Yeah, like, right. And my body's struggling. <laughs> yeah, I'm like Dylan Brown's back. <laughs> <laughs> too much. Too much for me. Too much. Too soon. So yeah. Oh well. So we're back. Six to hey, still two, two from three. Yeah. So, so you're coming sixth, I believe. Coming sixth. Manly's coming eighth. Yeah. Um, you know, you've obviously gone in the wrong direction. You've you went up the top and now you're on the way down. But loss. hopefully not. It's like the recession we had to have. Yeah. It was the loss we had to have. I mean, if if sharks were ever ready for a, for a loss, it would be this week. You'd hope. You'd hope the eels would see this as one that like. Yeah. You want to because then if I it think wasn't for Dylan Brown, you'd be going in favourites. Yeah. 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 So who knows. Anyway, I think I think you're right, and this is where you get to see two games doesn't make a season. March premieres, no. you're starting to get, now get into the business end of the yeah. you know first few rounds where the the lay of the lands maybe going to start to show a little bit, and I think yeah. it's re- it's going to be really important for the team's morale mm. that they put in a good showing. Well, it's interesting that we've both teams have played 
like we've obviously, it's not interesting that we've both played three teams each because yeah. that's obviously <laughs> that's mass. But you know, um, we've played those teams where you kind of we've both played teams where the the kind of still unsure of yeah, what they're like. Like yeah. the Ra- you know, well, Warriors Warriors played well in the first game, but they've gone and lost, lost yeah. two. And you go, well, where are they? We've both played Roosters, so you know the Roosters are going to be good. Uh, we lost the Tigers, but then the Tigers lost to... The Bulldogs. The Bulldogs. So you go, well, hang on a sec, but then the Bulldogs got smashed by the Warriors, and which we beat. And, so yeah. it's it's all over the place, you know what yeah. I mean? It's a little bit, it's a so little who, bit tricky. Who but, have you guys got? Uh, we've got South. Okay. Um, very si- Not a very similar situation, but... Injuries, uh, yeah. Yeah, South's got a few injuries. Cody Walker's out. Uh, well, maybe Cody oh, okay. Walker's out. He's still trained with the team, but he had a non-contact vest on, okay. which uh, I always had on whenever I trained. <laughs> um, uh, and uh, who else is out? Someone for... Well, Braden Burns is obviously out. Yeah. Greg Inglis has been named, but I mean, he's only at... He's so big. Yeah, he's only at 50%. Or he's at 200%. Well, so yeah, I think he's at 200%. He's basically weighing in for two players. So, yeah, doable. Wouldn't, wouldn't that be great if a team had to like weigh in and the collective side had to be yeah, under a certain... Like boxing. It had to be under a certain weight. <laughs> and you've got to lose players just because they're too big. <laughs> That'd be great. Or, you'd have like a team of monsters and then you'd have one 40 kilo jockey out there yeah. where they've just gone, well, he's just there to get us under and he, you just put him, you just protect him at the back. That'd be fantastic. Close Pritchard. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Probably wouldn't play him in the, in the hooking no. position. Yeah. Um, yeah, so they've got a few and I'd be feeling good about the game. I wouldn't think that I, we were going to win. Not but favourites, but... Get, not favourites, but I'd be like, oh, this is going to be a great game to watch if it wasn't for Suli being out because who knows what Brendan Elliott could do. You'd hope that he's a little bit less exposed at centre yeah. than he is at... Well, he's definitely And you've got less, Tom Trubojevic. I don't know. I've, like, yeah. I said it on online. Jared Hayne carried that 2009 Eels team to the yeah. grand final. Mm. Admittedly... 16 games in a row or something crazy where mm. he just went nuts. Um, but you never know. If, if Tom Trevojevic is as good this week as he mm. was last week... Mm. Tommy's the only you know, thing with Tommy. He's not that kind of guy like, like Hayne was or RTS is. Where off a running start, he can beat like three defenders with his footwork. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. He's more like... He more pops up for the quick play of the ball and then can spot a gap and get through. And because he's so big and strong, tacklers fall off him. But he doesn't go round players so yeah. much. So, yeah, I mean, I think we've got to have a little bit of roll going before he can just break a yeah. game open. But um, And what, watch for the... And, I, and I will say, just going back to the game, um, I think it was a drop ball on Manley's line and then took off... Mate, if that was in anyone else's hands, it's a, it's a try, <laughs> and he got he got run down by like a second rower, like like he was so slow, it was ridiculous. It was like he was running in quicksand. He's so funny. It does needs to, yeah. I don't know. He's look, never gonna be. He's. Like, we've seen the best of Brad Parker. <laughs> we really have. He's the Braden Willie Army. Yeah, we've seen the best, season. but we might not have seen the worst. <laughs> That's the problem. So to have him and Brendan Elliott out there this week. Who knows? I mean, if GI is as injured and as fat as he was last week, yeah, because um, they be almost okay. the Titans almost came home over them. Yeah. I watched that game, but 
if if GI for some reason suddenly gets some form back, you know, yeah. and goes to the old GI, it could In be trouble. a really long fucking day. To the point where I'd probably, I'd, <laughs> I'd probably get, you know, whoever's whoever's marking up on him, fuck him off and put like to Corey, Corey, well Corey Waddell or one of the bigger, faster, good-looking blonde blonde. Or jet ski. He's a good-looking blonde second rower in there, at least with a bit of size, you know? Yeah. But anyway, um, good times. All right. Um, it's the middle of the day and I'm not feeling too sexy and I yeah. can't, I've got my sore hand, so I, won't, I, won't, I don't have a you don't raging... Have a hard stat. I don't have a raging hard stat for you. I've just got a little you. stat. I've just got a little stat. But this could turn into a fucking purple monster. From little things, big things grow. This could turn into a purple monster in like three weeks time if it continues. Yeah. Manly's spine mm. of Tommy, the real deal, DC and Arpy, Yes. have a 100% winning record in 2019. Okay. We have an unbeaten spine. Wow. So there you go. It's 100%. Yep. There's only two other teams that have got a winning, you know, winning spine, and we're we're one of the three. Wow. So pretty pretty hard stat. I've got I've got one that's a little bit more throbbing. Okay. It's 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 more awake. Would you say it's weeping? Would you say it's, you're just gonna it's dribbling a little bit? <laughs> it's a little <laughs> it's a little teary. <laughs> the Manly Seagulls are undefeated in Christchurch. Hundred percent of their games. For this year or all time? All time. All time. Last year? Yeah. Also won. Wow. And also, the Seagulls of their last three home games mm. played outside of Brookvale. Mm. 100%. Mm. We were the Road Warriors uh, two years ago. So it's, I mean, you, the question has to be asked. Yeah. Do Manly even want to be based in Manly anymore? I think it's one of those things, like I said before, when you're rich, you don't have a home. When, you, when you're one of those worldwide billionaires, They've got it's just wherever. Accent. They're going to start wherever. talking like Rupert Murdoch. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Look, although, man, although Manly will never, as Des said on 100% footy, Manly's not going anywhere. And Des knows. Des knows. He even said, he said, the pens have got deep pockets. Yeah. So we're all good to go. I put my hand in them. Yeah, and Fatty... Fatty said it as well. So there's two of the greatest minds in rugby league. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> um, I, I mean, if if we're not going anywhere, but if we had to move somewhere, right? I, I'd sooner go over to New Zealand than go to Perth. Okay. okay. I'd sooner I'd sooner be the New Zealand the Christchurch the Christchurch Eagles. Eagles. <laughs> <laughs> Perth's just the I don't know. I don't trust anywhere that where it costs you five dollars for a medium coffee. Like, it's just, it's, I don't trust anywhere that's like that. Let's forget about it. Yeah. Yeah. They're not going. And I think someone pointed it out the other day. As if it's going to work for both franchises in the one city to be called the Eagles. It worked perfectly. Well, no, it wouldn't. I don't know. It's all la ha ha. But to have two teams called the Eagles just wouldn't work. Yeah. Enough said. Let's anyway, move on. There you go. <laughs> I'm not nervous. I'm not Shut up. You are. You're nervous. <laughs> wow. Um, all right. That was a quick, sweet. short and sweet. Not that short. Now I can go and have some some Panadine Fort. Yeah, or whatever the Get hell they've I've given me. I've got some uh, oxycodone in there. We can. I'll have one with you. All right. Yeah. All right. We Let's, should have had them before the. We podcast. should have had them and then just head down to Brookie and 
Just kick the ball around. <laughs> See what magic happened. Yeah. All right. Well, as, uh, as we all say at this time of the podcast, may your dreams be filled with maroon and white. And may Brad Garrick and his handsome looks so kiss you goodnight. But if you mistake him for Corey Waddell, then that's okay too. Good night, Australia. What's the other guy? The boy. Oh, Morgan Boyle. Yeah. And uh, Jet Ski. Corey Waddell. Pick any of the tall blonde guys and just imagine kissing, kissing him goodnight. <laughs>